Welcome back, Rev Divers. We are super excited today because we're talking to you about something a little bit different. Today, we're going to be talking about not only technology, which we've talked about in the past, right? But we want to talk to you about the use of technology and technology innovation. But it's kind of a lot more than we could talk about in one episode, right? We don't talk to you for a long time. We talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes. So how do we get you a lot of innovation in a short period of time? For that, we had to go to the master of technology in my opinion which is ed marks ed welcome to the show uh, you're you're very generous in your comments thank you so much i'm, I'm super stoked to be with the other rev divers i'm ready <laughs> we're excited to have you and so the the main reason we have you on the show i met you a few years ago we were working um on a collaboration that you put together it was a publication that you put together and all of the proceeds for that publication went to charity and you are doing it again. And I, I just wanna give you the kind of platform to talk about what is this beautiful thing that you're doing? Yeah, well, thank you so much. And, and thank you for being a part of it. You were uh, both part of the first edition and second edition of Voices of Innovation. So I happen to be uh, holding, the, holding the book in my hand, if you could see me. And it's uh, coming out July 17th. So super excited. You can actually order now and get some pre-orders uh, going. But yeah, there's really three or four main reasons why we put together the book. First, it, it sort of happened, hmm, I want to say maybe seven, eight years ago, Hims approached me and said, Ed, would you write a book on innovation? Because I happened to serve at a couple of organizations where we did some pretty cool, innovative things that were helping save people's lives. And so some I big thought, ones that people would know the names of, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all relative. I mean, everyone's doing <laughs> good work wherever, you know, whatever organization they might be part of. So um, in fact, it's the smaller organizations where I think the true heroes are, Yeah, you know, the ones that you never hear about and practices too, all the way. Um, so I was approached and I said, yeah, I could write a book on innovation, but it'll be about 10 pages because it really has little to do with me. It has everything to do with the other people around me. And so they said, okay, yeah, we're sort of interested. So I thought, what if we invited all great innovative thinkers around the world to be part of the book. And they said, okay, yeah, let's do that. So that's what we did. So we put a call out to everyone that we could. And we said, hey, there's this framework for innovation. It came from HIMSS. It was a well-studied, well-documented innovation framework. And let's get stories around people who are actually doing it. And it's sort of related to one of these eight stages of innovation. And so we put a call out. We had over like 150 responses of individuals and organizations writing essays. We picked the best 35 of those to be part of that first edition. Again, yours was one of them. And it made for this great handbook and, and people were buying the book because their boss might say, Ed, I need you to be more innovative or how come IT is not innovative or how come revenue cycle is not innovative? Well, now you could get a book that was healthcare specific, had a framework that was decent, as I mentioned, and then four or five stories on each part of that framework. So it really came to life, like people are actually doing this. So it became like this go-to manual, super, super practical. So that, so I think I was sharing kind of like the three or four reasons, but one was, hey, let's all get together, share these best practices. The, the second is it's great for organizational brands, right? If your practice uh, is part of a book, if your hospital is part of a book, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like you're adding value to the, you know, sharing best practices around the world and because helping people become more efficient with their practice, with their hospital, helping save lives, you know, on the clinical side, all those good things. Uh, third, it's, it's good for individual brand as well, right? To be part of a book, it, it forces you to learn. It forces you to write well. There's so many great benefits, but my favorite, my favorite, favorite 
and I and I you mentioned it at the top is that all the proceeds are donated, all the author proceeds are donated to curing cancer. So my mom was the original impetus for this where she had died of ovarian cancer several years ago. So I was like, all right, any extra money I make, I'm gonna do what I can to help cure cancer. And so the first edition, all the profits went to Cleveland Clinic Foundation because that's where I served and the forward was done by my boss back then, the CEO of Cleveland Clinic. For the second edition, I'm now on the board of Mary Crowley Cancer Research. It's like a medical center based in Dallas-Fort Worth where they do phase one clinical trials, which you know, if, if you know much about clinical trials, that's like, that's where hope lives. That, that's where people go when there's really nothing else. And so it's, it's a, an amazing foundation. And so I thought, let's send all of our money there. So they wrote the introduction. They have one of the examples of innovation, very innovative is in here as well, like yours. So those are like four reasons why I'm so pumped about the book and happy to share, share it with people. Again, it's just so practical. So if you're ever struggling, like, how do I become innovative? Read the book and you'll get a lot of good ideas. Well, and that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show, because I think that especially all of us folks in revenue cycle, uh, we have these methods that are so tried and true, and we've been doing the same thing for so long. And there's, I think, more of a conversation happening now around why are we doing this? this way? What could we be doing different? And the beauty of this book, you guys, and, and I'm not just out here because I'm a part of this book. It's because I referenced the first one so much in my own career and in providing advice to people that I mentor. It's because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. There's these huge chunks of innovation and thought and, and validation and research that have already been done for you specific to the healthcare space. It's such a powerful book to have on your shelf. I have the first one on my shelf above me. Um, and, and you guys can go back in different RevDive episodes and see it's always been there. <laughs> uh, it's a great thing to have just kind of in your arsenal. So just to add point, you know, when you're talking about revenue cycle, what can we be doing differently? There's so many different applications. And so I have to ask, like, specifically for our rev divers, because they are typically, um, they can be, I should say, very adverse to, to technology and the use of technology. And I know that some of that has changed since the pandemic. But do you have any advice for people who are, are kind of fearful of technology? Yeah, you know, my advice is just to go and use it yourself. And don't think about healthcare or RevCycle, but leverage technology wherever you can on a personal level. I always say to be innovative, you have to be innovative. So if you're not innovative, it's hard to lead innovation at work and RevCycle. So do everything you can to stretch yourself. For me, I have to give all the credit to my kids. You know, I know you, you have several kids. I have five. And they're the ones that push me with tech, right? They're all grown now. But along the way, that's how I learned about social media. And that's how I got involved with social media. You know, I, I bought a car that had some voice capabilities I knew nothing about. They figured it out and taught me. They were the ones that were like, hey, why are you printing off boarding passes when there's an app for that? You know, all that kind of stuff early on. So I just became more interested in tech and, and less afraid of it by using it in other areas of my life. And then it became a natural thing. I'd start thinking, why don't we do this in healthcare? Wait, they, they, they're paperless in the airline industry. Uh, why can't we be paperless in our office? So that's how it sort of happens. And so that's the recommendation I give is, hey, just go, don't leave, leave your job aside for a second and just become more innovative, taking leveraging tech on the outside of your job. It'll naturally come back in and impact your work. 
I love that comment of like, they're paperless in the airline industry. Why aren't we paperless here? We talk a lot about that in, in RevDive because we're still so heavily reliant on fax machines yes. in healthcare. And it's so much to do with revenue cycle, right? It's because we're trying to get a referral or a prior authorization in or something like that. Um, and it's almost, I feel like we're in the RevDivers, we're the ones holding on to the fax machine. And my daughter's high school just announced last year that they were like 99.7% paperless or something. Awesome. And I'm like, man, we've got to catch up in healthcare. So we all really need to be doing our part and, and looking at these different ways that we can be innovative in, in healthcare. And so one of the things that I like to tell them about, I, I like to talk about like cool things they may not have heard about in technology, cool things tech can do, just stories that I've heard or seen. And like one of them was I, I went to a clinic where when a patient called in on their cell phone, it launched their medical record on the next screen. Like it did that matching in the background. Is there anything super cool that you have seen recently, whether it's related to RevCycle or not, um, that was just cool that you want to share? Yeah. You know, something called scrappy innovation. So that came out in the book and I, I give credit to Metro Health out of Cleveland who wrote about it. I don't think they invented it, but they were the ones that brought it to my attention. It's in the book. It's this whole concept of you don't need a lot of money to do cool things with tech innovation. And the example you just gave is a good one. So yeah, you know, part of me wants to tell you about all this cool hospital home or transcontinental surgeries, you know, to replace mitral valves that, you know, we, that were in our, in our plans and things that we're about to launch because those are pretty cool, but they're not the everyday stuff that, that matters to, to the masses, you know? And so it's the simple things. And, and so I was really, you know, going back to the practice side, I, I was speaking recently with an administrator for the largest neurology practice in the country. And he was sharing with me scrappy innovation where like your example, you know, people didn't want to go to a portal, right? The portal adoption rates aren't always that high and, or as high as you'd expect them to be. But if you just text them a link and they hit someone hits the link, they hit it 90% of the time and open up whatever check-in or whatever registration, whatever process you need them to, to you know, engage in. Uh, so they have over 90%, whereas with a portal, you know, depending who you read, it might be at least on the hospital side portals, it's about 43%. So oh, yeah. that, that's 48. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, oh, no, I'm saying it's definitely in the 40s. It's very yeah, low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's low, right. Yeah, it's it's for the last I saw is forty three percent, and so they're getting over ninety percent just using you know texting and and chatbots uh, is an, is another one. So sometimes I think we over engineered ourselves, and so I think going back to simplicity because the over engineering stuff's cool for maybe a, a super techie person, but you know when you think about the average patient, you know maybe not so cool. So, but you still need to take them on the technology you know journey. Uh, for obvious reasons. So, so I think those are a couple just sort of simple things that really can make a keen difference. I think that that is a salient point. And I think that that's perfect also for this audience, like use those simple ways that you can, you know, adhere the technology to what you're doing. <clears throat> I speak with a lot of practices and, and they're always, you know, those conversations of, we need all of our employees to be working at the top of their license, right? We need our advanced practice providers working at the top of their license. And I always come back with the question, are you using your technology to the top of its capability? Yeah. 
one. And it's often not happening, right? They have a practice management system and they're using it just to put in charges and payments and adjustments. And I'm like, you know, you can put in other information. Where's your allowable amount? Why aren't, you know, why aren't you putting these other pieces and components in there and letting the technology help you? And I think that that's such a great point, right? We need to get back to simplicity. We need to get back to this point where we're using the technology in smart ways that aren't overwhelming to us so that it is a benefit, so that it is a boost forward. So thank you so much, Ed, for being on the show today. This was wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, uh, Voice of Innovation, check it out if you ever uh, have questions about, hey, how do I innovate something or, or what are other people doing? It's a great resource. Hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. And we will definitely put that link in with all of the show notes. So please make sure you check it out. Um, Take a look at that. See if you can add a book to your bookshelf to help you with some innovative things. And until next time, Rev Divers, keep diving into those Rev Cycles.